to the Tuesday Night Touchdown Podcast with your hosts, Reese Downing and Jacob Workman. What's up, everyone? We're here, Tuesday Night Touchdown Podcast. Uh, this is more of a recap episode. It is technically week 15, but there's only one game. It's Army-Navy, so we are going to be picking Army-Navy and then kind of just doing a recap of our mega show last week, uh, talking some transfer portal stuff, uh, college football invitational stuff. Um, really, that's about it. There's not going to be a whole lot, a little bit of New Year's Six line, stuff like that. Reese, uh, championship weekend is over. What What are your thoughts on last weekend? Uh, I mean, the game's really exciting to watch. Um Really enjoyed the Oregon Washington game. Uh, that game was a lot of fun. Uh, Miami Ohio Toledo was a really good game to watch. Um, Georgia Alabama was a shocker, obviously, and yeah. the uh, the Louisville Florida State game came out how I wanted it to, but the end result is a bunch of bullshit, and I'm sure we'll get into that here shortly. Yeah, uh, if anyone was paying attention, you might have heard me not use the word playoff and use the word invitational when I labeled what is going to be this nonsense. Um, but first let's get into last week. So our conference championship results, uh, there were five of us last week. Uh, the big winner last week was our friend Carter. He, uh, he had a good week, seven and three. He locked Texas. Uh, I mean, that's a very good week. You can't really doubt what he did there. Uh, Scott first time on the show came out and got second. He was six and four. He did hit his lock also, which was Michigan. Uh, Reese was third, five and five, so five hundred hit his lock with Florida State. I was four and six, and I missed my lock. My lock was Georgia, and Ike tied me. He was four and six and missed his lock also with Tulane. So, me and Ike, uh, though we had quite a bit of different picks, we still finished with the same record and sunk it up. But yeah, shout out to Carter there. He's the only one who took Bama. I think that kind of swung him in the right direction. Yeah, yeah it was a big pick. We, me and him, were even talking about it before the game because he was going to bet it pretty big and. I actually convinced him not to, and I, <laughs> it seems to be a mistake. <laughs> but, you, you owe him a check of money, then, it sounds like. I know. I I mean, I don't think anyone could have anticipated that. It was it was pretty impressive. I, I'm actually shocked by that. Uh, so that recaps the or the uh, championship week last week. Uh, we're going to get into some portal stuff because the portal did open. I know we commented a little bit last week with everyone on here, but now we've got some, some very large names on here. Uh, first, I'm just going to start with ESPN just did a, a top 10 guys in the portal right now. Uh, the very num number one that they have is Dylan Gabriel, quarterback from Oklahoma. I'm actually pretty shocked that he's leaving. Um, I know he did go to Oklahoma from UCF where he went with coach Jeff Levy. So in Levy left to go to Mississippi State to be their head coach. So I don't know if that's going to play into him. I, I, I really don't think he's going to go to Mississippi State, but I mean, I guess it's probably an outside shot. Um, rumored right now is he is going to be visiting Oregon, which that that's pretty interesting. I, they need, they're going to obviously need to uh, fill the role of Bo Nix. And I think that would be a great fill in. Uh, I've even seen a little bit of outside stuff that Florida state might make a push for Dylan Gabriel. Um, I don't know how that would go. I, I'm not sure he, he, I'm not too big on him fitting into our offense, but I, we'll see what happens in the end with that. I think having Jackson Arnold right behind him probably also had something to do with it. Cause I know there were a couple times this season where some of the, Oklahoma fans were kind of calling for Jackson Arnold to to step up. So yeah, it was a lot like the Spencer Rattler, Caleb Williams thing. That was yeah. it was a lot of that going on. I wasn't near the 
the aggression from the fans for Caleb <laughs> Williams, but it was still a lot of that. Uh, number two in the portal, ranked by ESPN, is the guy that I hope wears garnet and gold next year. Uh, I love Cam Ward. He's at Washington State. Um, he's he's just fun to watch, and I think he really fits what we do. He he could be Jordan Travis. He's a little bigger than Jordan Travis, so I, I and I think he throws a little better than Jordan Travis too. So I think they're. Uh, and it is rumored that he is talking to Florida State. Um, that would, if I could pick, that's who I want. I I am really a big fan of Cam Ward. Uh, number three, I think we hinted at this last week too. Riley Leonard had entered the portal, I think, right before we went on the air last week. Um, quarterback from Duke, rumored to be going to Notre Dame, which I think would be a good fit. I Notre Dame, obviously, I, I know we talked about last week also, they're going to have to kind of fill a, a lot of stuff around him to make him better. But he is kind of, a very Sam Hartman like player. He throws the ball just a little better than Hartman, I think, but I think he would be a good, uh, valuable fill in for Notre Dame as long as they can put the pieces around him. Uh, they did have a ton of guys go in the portal, though. So we'll see what we get out of that. Uh, next is uh, another kid we've talked about a lot this year UCLA quarterback, freshman Dante Moore. Um, I, I'm kind of interested in this one. I, I thought that he might stick around there. It is showing that his his high school recruitment, the teams he was interested in were Michigan State, Texas A&M, LSU, Miami, and Michigan. He is from Detroit. So I I don't know if there's an outside shot. He goes to Michigan. That would be huge. Like I I I don't know. But there's a lot of up in the air stuff with Michigan because we don't even know if Harbaugh is going to be the coach there. So there's a, there's a lot to dive deep into that. <clears throat> uh, last week. This player, I said, was the number one player in the portal, which at that point, to me, he was. At this point, I would agree that the guys that they have ahead of him are ahead of him. I would probably put him ahead of uh, Riley Leonard, though, to be honest. Uh, Will Howard, quarterback from Kansas State. We talked about Kansas State quite a bit this year. Um, I, He's a dual threat, very good player. I'm really surprised he's leaving. I, I, I still would like some backstory on this as to why he's leaving. But, I mean, he's an absolutely fantastic player. Uh, next, we've got Joey Slackman, defensive tackle from Pennsylvania. Uh, he's kind of just one of those kids that in the lower leagues just dominates. So he, he's kind of like Jared Verse to Florida State. Jared Verse was at Albany. The tape just showed how good he was, dominated. They brought him in, and I think this is what Joey Slackman's going to be more inside on the interior line. Uh, number seven, DJU, DJ Uyungle. Uh, he went from Clemson to Oregon State, and now Oregon State doesn't have a coach, and they don't have a conference. So... Everyone's leaving. Uh, again, a lot of rumors for Florida State for him. I am heavily against that. I do not want a Clemson player to ever step on the field at quarterback for us. So that would be disgusting in every way. Well, we, we talked about that a little off offline, too, about how not necessarily sure if DJ fits well into that Florida State um, offensive style. So... Uh, I'd be interested to see where he goes, but I, I don't. I'm with you. It's kind of hard to see a Clemson, a former, even if he is a former Clemson player and currently doesn't fly the flag because, you know, Oregon State's his most recent team. Yeah. It still I, seems like a, a long shot. Yeah. It's it's not something that I, I like to see. Um, the rumored teams for him right now were Florida State, Louisville, and Mississippi State. I do kind of like Mississippi State as an option. I don't. I think Louisville is kind of odd for him too, because I don't think he runs well enough to go in Louisville's offense with Brom. Um, but I, I Mississippi state with Lebby, I could kind of see that. I, I, I'm not, I don't know. I, I'm not, that thing fits way more to me than the other two. 
the number eight player, Grayson McCall. I think we did talk about him last week a little bit from Coastal yeah, Carolina. Um, apparently, so I mentioned last week that Liberty and Jamie Chadwell, his former coach, would make a lot of sense, but apparently he tried to do that last year and couldn't get into Liberty. So I, uh, I, don't, I don't know where he's going to go, to be honest, because he's good enough to play, but I, I just don't. I don't know. Maybe a Big 12 school, like maybe even like a West Virginia would be cool. But West Virginia has the young kid. I can't remember his name. Green, I think. Garrett Green or something. I, I don't know. He had a good year. Um, but again, we'll see where Grayson McCall ends up. He's a veteran player. It's been very good in the system at Coastal Carolina. Uh, number nine, we, we were kind of laughing about this one. So Alan Heron, he's an offensive lineman from Shorter. Uh, we have no idea where the fuck shorter is, so we're gonna go to Reese and Reese. Uh, give us some shorter history. Well, um, welcome to my TED talk. Uh, shorter, <laughs> shorter university is a private Baptist school university in Rome, Georgia. It was founded in 1873 as the Cherokee Baptist Female College, uh, then transferred to Shorter Female College in 1877 and ran that all the way up to 1948 before it just became Shorter College up until 2010. And then they renamed a fourth time to Shorter University. Their motto is transforming lives through Christ. So take with that what you will. Uh, let's see here. Academic staff almost outnumbers the students. Uh, total students <laughs> is 1,410. Jesus. Um, yeah, their, their mascot is Alfred the Hawk. Pretty interesting. Um, the Jesus, other, Hawk. the Jesus Hawk. Yes. That's going to be the name of it now. <laughs> um, memorial services for the JFK assassination and the MLK assassination, uh, have both been held on that campus. No idea why. Um, wait, what state was it in? Is it in Texas? Rome, Georgia. I thought you said Georgia. Yeah. What? Yeah. Hmm. It, I have no idea. Um, 155 <laughs> acre campus. I, I didn't even know this was a university, let alone a university that has a football team. Yeah. So, and what's funny is, so I'm reading this, uh, some background here on Alan Heron, originally from Jamaica. He's in his second season at Shorter. And this really surprised me because I didn't know he came from there. Uh, tight end Kyle Morlock is, was a former teammate of his. He plays at Florida State right now. So uh, maybe maybe the Jesus Hawk is flying to <laughs> Tallahassee. I don't know where Rome, Georgia is, but it's got to be close to Tallahassee somewhere, I would assume. Well, somebody's going to have to show him the way because I don't know how the hell he went from Jamaica and somehow ended up in Rome, Georgia at the <sighs> female Baptist college. Yeah, there's a lot of odd things going on here. Um, and what's even more weird was he has offers from Auburn, Clemson, Louisville, Miami, Penn State, NC State, Texas Tech. So how did... How did he get to how large is this man? That's what I want. He know. is six, six, three, ten. There you go. Offensive tackle. And he's only a sophomore. So clearly there's, there's potential there. He must've just, I mean, how do you not, if you're that big, how do you not dominate? Oh, well, hold on. This is part of information we didn't get. What conference are they in? <laughs> and what division are they? I don't even know that. <laughs> they are um, in NCAA division two golf South. What? <laughs> Jesus. Yeah, oh. let's let's see what other uh Gulf South teams we've got here. Yeah, I'm interested. See if we've heard of any of them. Oh Jesus. I Okay, here we go. All right, you ready for this? University of Alabama in Huntsville. 
Let's play guess the mascot. Does does it have their mascots? Yes, it does. Yeah. Uh, so all right. So Jaguars. <laughs> uh Chargers. Close. Um Auburn University at Montgomery. Cowboys. Not too terribly far off. It's the Warhawks, which I, I'll kind of give that to you. There's some correlation there. I don't know what it is, but Christian <laughs> Christian Brothers University. The crosses. If you, I was going to say, if you get this one, I'll be very the the war. The second one's even worse. It's the Buccaneers, the Christian Wait, Brothers oh, Universe. Buccaneers. That's like that's like Charleston Southern. Like, why are I, the Jesus School pirates? Like, uh, I yeah, I, I know. This <laughs> seems to be very much against their <laughs> yeah, their morals. I, I, huh. uh, and that's a Catholic school. Uh, Delta State University. I really want to say the Eagles, but I let's go. Uh, Delta State University. That sounds like some sort of wa- like the the rapids, the water, the rapid rapids. <laughs> it's the statesman and the lady statesman. What the hell does that mean? Oh. They're in. This is the most. Well, okay. Let me get. Let me go through this, and then I'll give you the most impressive thing about this whole thing. Lee University. L E E. L E E. Like the Lee con- Corso. The, the Confederates. The cor- the Corsos. They are the Flames. I was close. Took liberty. Uh, Mississippi College. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, hmm. uh, Gauchos, another, another Baptist school. You're not far off. It's the Choctaws. <laughs> I was close. University of Montevallo. What is that? Um, the public school founded in 1896. Probably not canyons. So let's go. Uh, it's not. It is in Montevallo, in Alabama. Uh, you're, in the... okay. You're you're warmer. The yes. the Cardinals. You're on you're on the right animal. Blue Jays. You're getting further away. Uh Pelicans. You're getting even further away. <laughs> I have it's no the, idea. It's the Falcons. Oh. Um shorter university. Let's test your short term memory. Uh they were the Jesus Hawks. That's correct. Albert. Uh, you, <laughs> Albert <laughs> Albert the Jesus Hawk, yes. <laughs> Union University. Uh probably not the Confederates. Let's try the uh Huh. Um, this is this is the oldest school in this the, uh in eighteen twenty three is when this one was founded. The Yankees. The Bulldogs. Valdosta State. That's one team. Wait, that's one I've, I've heard, heard of them. I've yeah. heard of them. I, I thought they were the Bulldogs. Hmm. They are not. I what believe they? they have a, a somewhat decent basketball team, the Blazers. Okay. University of West Alabama. Rockets. Tigers. University of West Florida. Where is West Florida? It must be in the panhandle. Uh, it's the, in Pensacola. Yeah. Um, and I'll give you a hint. The, Their the name has nothing to do with what the, where their location is. Oh, damn. I was going something water related. <laughs> yeah, I tried. The Argonauts. Uh, and then the last one we have here is the University of West Georgia. Uh, give me a hint. Let's try to get one right here. Um, you find them in the woods and... Um, they are, let's see, Liam, Liam Neeson was murdered by them in a movie. <laughs> uh, I have no there's idea. A, there's an NBA team that is shorthand named the same. Carl right. Anthony Towns. I, I like to think of as the Bucks. It's the Wolves, Carl Anthony Towns. Oh, the Timberwolves. Yes, yeah. that's correct. Yeah, so their team is the Wolves. So the interesting thing here 
God. Yeah, as, as if this wasn't interesting enough, is there are two Clevelands in this. Like spell Mississippi correctly. Cleveland Here we Island. go. There are two schools in the Gulf South that are in cities called Cleveland. Neither of them are in Cleveland, Ohio, and they are seven hours apart. Delta State resides in Cleveland, Mississippi, and Lee University resides in Cleveland, Tennessee. This conference is unbelievable. This is yeah. This is my favorite conference now. I got to tell did, you. How did they find this? What was the name of the conference again? Golf South or something? Golf South University. Golf South University. And be prepared because um, two institutions will leave the Golf South Conference Uh-oh. to join in their respective new home primary conferences. Shorter is leaving to join the Conference Carolinas, which we live in the Carolinas, and I didn't even I, know that was a thing. Never heard of it. In West Georgia is to join NCAA Division One and the ASUN Conference, both effective beginning in the 24-25 academic year. Also in 2024, Trevecca Nazarene will join the Gulf South Conference, as will Erskine College. That's in as South Car- Erskine. That Erskine. Erskine. That, that's in South Carolina. That's up near Clemson. I do know that. Their, their location is due west, South Carolina. <laughs> and and I'll give you a hundred dollars if you can guess what their mascot is. You know, uh, I, I at one point I did know this. Um, I don't know now. I know it's E R S K I N E is how you spell the school, and it is a purple logo. I do, if I remember right, it is purple. It is. It is not a purple logo. And what the only reason the only reason why I know this is because the colors are written out. For those of you who don't know me that well, I'm partially colorblind. <laughs> uh, garnet and gold. You should have known that. That's like Elon now. It's all I'm going to be able to think. Their nickname is the Flying Fleet. What in the hell? The Erskine Flying Fleet? The Erskine Flying Fleet. I don't think I'd want to mess with them in the spirit of the Carolinas Conference or whatever the hell it was called. Uh, Yeah, and just we don't even have time to get into the Carolinas Conference. This is going to (laughs) be... How many teams are actually in South Carolina? (laughs) (laughs) In South Carolina? Well, uh, in South Carolina, there are one... Two, three, four, five, five. Is this like a what's that? Furman? Is Furman in there? I don't know what uh No. I don't five teams. The five teams are Converse University, that's in Spartanburg, Erkson College in Due West, Francis Marion University in Florence. Yeah. Uh North Greenville University, which isn't even in Greenville, it's in Tigerville. Even better. And Southern Wesleyan University, which is in Central South Carolina. Funnily enough, that? in the Carol, I have no fucking idea. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know where Never any heard of these that. places are. I know where a few yeah. of them are. Yeah. yeah oh, okay. So I do know where a few of them are. Spartanburg. I know. the The real funny Lawrence. part is that there's two different teams on here that are not in the Carolinas. King King University in Bristol, Tennessee. Which I'm surprised they aren't named like the Richard Petties because the only thing I know about Bristol, Tennessee, is the racetrack. Maybe that's where the King comes from. Wasn't he the king of something? Uh, yeah, King Richard Petty. Okay. Yeah. Okay. And then the other one is Franklin Springs, Georgia, and that is Emanuel University, and that is the Edom Up Lions. Yes. Uh, well, I'm glad we could go through the. Uh... So that's it for this week's Tuesday. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> right. 
And now that we've gone through that, everyone has what they needed for the week. Well, uh, let's we're going to drop. I've, oh, I, I've decided that we are going to put a new uh, a new section into the college show next year. And that's going to be I'm going to pick an obscure football yes. conference and Workman is going to try to guess <laughs> the the uh, and then we're going to track this. So you're going to try to guess who the mascots are. And then I'm going to track your wins and losses. If we went lower, you can get better than 20%. Then I'll, I'll buy you dinner. Yeah. If we went like lower class D one, I would, I'd be pretty good. Like you give me like some sunbelt and stuff like that. I'll I'll, I'll nail it. No way. I'm giving you that. (laughs) But but yeah, it's only, it's only Carolina conferences. If I'm dealing with the spirit of Carolina in the Gulf South, I have no chance, but I'll be willing to guess. I, I like the guessing game. It's fun. Uh, another team that, no one's ever heard of their football team other than I think when they play Yale. Uh, number 10 on the list is Big Thor, Mighty Thor from the Avengers. Uh, Thor Griffith, he's a D tackle. He is from Harvard. Um, it looks like he's received offers from Oregon State, Michigan State, Cal, Minnesota, and Louisville. So we will see where the big D tackle Thor ends up. Uh, just a few other notables that I put in here just because I found them a little interesting. Reese, what is your thought on, and they've actually had quite a few guys enter, but this was kind of a big deal. Kyle McCord, Kyle McCord. Ohio state. Yeah, that was, that was an interesting one to me. I know that Devin Brown is right behind him, but funnily enough that you brought up the whole cam Ward situation. I read earlier today that when the Kyle McCord announcement came out, Ryan Clark on Twitter mentioned that the reason why McCord is leaving is because cam Ward is going to Ohio state. And then someone called that out and he deleted the tweet. Yeah, I did see a little rumor from him there, but nothing confirmed or anything. So Ryan Clark, you know, he's he's way more focused on the NFL than he is in college football, but the guy's connected. So definitely. I I mean, I, I would love to watch K Ward play at Ohio State. I, I think Kyle McCord kind of makes sense because the they were like one of the top ten worst teams in the league as far as sacks. They had like almost 20 sacks this year, and Kyle McCord is not a mobile style quarterback. He doesn't move in the pocket well. Devin Brown is better at that. So I think the writing was on the wall there to an extent. It would make better sense for McCord to go to a more pro style offense. Um, still a little surprising uh, because uh, I mean, they only lost one game this year, but well, yeah. and if you, if you remember from the beginning of the year, when we were doing the preview show in the first week, uh, they were playing IU. I do remember that. Cause I was like, it doesn't matter because they're playing IU, but they hadn't even made a quarterback decision yet. I can't, it was Devin. It was Devin, Devin Brown. Brown. Yeah. Is that his name? Yeah. So, yeah, I remember we discussed that like at length because we're like, we don't even know who the hell the quarterback is yet. So maybe there's some distrust between McCord and Ryan Day even. Like, who who knows? Like, Yeah, it could be. I mean, McCord barely beat Devin Brown out, and Devin Brown, I think, is a redshirt freshman. So he's got some time ahead of him, and we don't, we don't know if this was a McCord decision or if it was a Ryan Day decision where he's like, hey, Brown's probably going to be the starting quarterback next year, so probably in your best interest to, to end yeah. the portal. And I would assume Ryan Day should be doing all he can to bring people in because I think they need to to actually win the conference next year, and that conference is only getting better. So yeah, good luck. Yeah, They're, if they were going to do it, I mean, not that Ohio State's never going to win a Big Ten conference again, but it just got a hell of a lot harder. I mean, yeah, all I, all teams. Yeah, like I, I mean, we've we talked about this a few times. Like Michigan State is irrelevant now. Like yeah, they just they just hired a great coach. It does not matter. They will never be in a conference championship game now, like ever. The divisions are gone. You don't get the easy path anymore. It's going to be, I mean, you could almost call it every year probably, 
Iowa as a team that goes to the Big Ten Championship almost every goddamn year, and they're not going to be in it anymore. I mean, you're looking Washington. Washington and Oregon, to me, might come in and be the damn championship next year already. Like, yeah. I mean, especially, so say, and I think this is disgusting, so I hope it doesn't happen, but say Cam Ward goes to, to Washington and Dylan Gabriel goes to Oregon. Like, those teams are automatically ready to win. Who the hell knows who Lincoln Riley is going to bring into USC, but they're going to be loaded with talent too, and those Big Ten teams do not know how to play teams like that. So, I yeah, I mean, you have Minnesota, Rutgers, Michigan State, um, all irrelevant. Uh, Purdue, IU. Purdue, IU. Yeah, yeah. I mean, there's a lot of teams in the Big Ten right now that. In do we get to a point where we start seeing like we we see this progression with these huge super conferences, and then we start to see a lot of these teams that can't win shit back out and start to create their own subcontinent, and then we we back we, we have more more MAC conferences, so to speak, where we've got these smaller teams that have consolidated together. And and then what do you do? Because then we're going to have a, a bunch of we're going to have two or three major conferences that have the best teams in the nation and they're all beating the shit out of each other all year. Everyone has three year losses, you know, because there's the, all the schedules are so tough. Like, yeah. And, and and like we said, we've said a few times too, like that third and fourth place team sometimes are going to benefit from these teams making the conference championships when it comes to this. It's still going to be an invitational. Essentially, there are at least auto bids next year, which is a huge benefit compared to what we're at now. But it's still going to be an invitational when it comes past the auto bids. So, it, I, I don't. Know. We've got to figure out a way to get past that. That's the problem. We cannot have these people making decisions anymore. It's it's a disgrace. Yeah, they should or, go back or at least find a, a way to get more t- people involved and not the. I, I don't know how big the committee is, but I think it's like sixteen something like that. Yeah. So I mean, if you have more more hands in the pot to be able to, to cast a vote. I think that kind of to an extent eliminates some of the issue. I don't know. I, I don't know. I, I think maybe a smaller group of people who actually know football would be better than adding more of these ADs that don't watch any games. And I, yeah, I don't know. I, I see the pros and cons to both, but to me, I think it needs to be smaller or it needs to go to a computer-based ranking system like the BCS with the auto bids of the conference championships and then the, the rankings put them in. I don't think we should be leaving this in people's hands, especially people who are involved in other universities. Like it's, it's crazy. That should never be happening, but yeah. that's the NCAA and that's how stupid the shit is. It's, it makes no sense. It's awful. One, uh, one guy that we didn't talk about that I did want to call out is Walter Nolan from um, A&M, Texas A&M. He came out as the, I think he was the number two recruit in the nation in 2022. He has put in his transfer. He's put into transfer portal. From a and makes sense. Jimbo's gone. Uh, maybe a little surprising just because Elko is a big defensive guy. So you would think that there was a possibility that he would stay there because he, he kind of slipped in the back half of the year. Um, but any team that picks him up is going to get an immediate impact player on the defensive side of the ball. So we, we focus so much on all these offensive guys. I wanted to call out a, a, a prime defensive guy that's going to be an impact wherever he ends up landing. Yeah. Um, so just to throw a few other quarterbacks out here, uh, Tyler Shuck was was at Oregon with Texas Tech. He's in the portal. Oregon State, Aiden Childs. We did talk about him last week when I said the freshman will probably go with Jonathan Smith, not DJU. Uh, that is the freshman I was referring to, Aiden Childs. So I would assume he goes to Michigan State. I yeah, possibly not, but I would. That, to me, that is logical. Uh, Clemson wide receiver Bo Collins. I did see that he, I believe, has a visit planned to Notre Dame. So we'll see about that. And then I threw two guys in here that that we've discussed all year. Uh, Ohio quarterback Curtis Rourke and Toledo quarterback Daquan Finn. Both of them have entered the portal. And uh, 
I don't know. It'll be, I think it's very interesting to see where both of them end up. I actually could see Curtis Rourke being like the Kansas State quarterback. If he could stay healthy, he fits that mold very well, I think. Uh, Daquan Finn, he's kind of interesting to me because I'm not sure he's quite big enough to go like ACC or SEC or anything like that. He might be able to go to Big 12 and be something, but I don't know. I'm, I'm kind of interested to see where he ends up. Well, one uh, one last guy to throw out here, um, just because we're talking max schools and obviously we love the Cardinals here. Big Brady Hunt, he's he has entered the transfer portal. Um, Muncie guys will know who this is. He came from our uh, our high school alma mater, uh, Delta. Uh, I we've we've had some discussions online and on offline about him. We honestly thought that he was going to stick around and play at Ball State, but he has entered the transfer portal and he's a big dude. I mean, he can make an immediate impact. Uh, at the tight end position for a good squad. So I'll be interested to see where he ends up. Yeah, and he'll be coming off of a season-ending injury last year. Uh, I know the other tight end, Tanner Koziel or something like that, he yeah. transferred Portal 2. And I, I did see a new number of other guys have entered the portal also. I did not ever see uh, the quarterback. What's oh, Kyle? Khalil Kelly. Khalil Kelly, yeah. I yeah. His fucking name. Uh, I haven't seen him entering the portal yet. I do know, obviously, there's a change in offensive coordinator there. I don't know if Mike New is going to go to calling the plays or if they are going to hire a new play caller, uh, but we'll see what happens there. And then just because I am a Florida State fan, I did just want to throw this out. So I saw an article. Um, it does say that uh, if the Knowles go away from Tate Rodemaker or Brock Glenn, um, a source has told them that DJU and Cam Ward are the targets um, and that they will be throwing their hat in for Dylan Gabriel, like we mentioned earlier. So. One of those three guys might end up at Florida State, which to me is a big deal. Like like I said, if I were picking, I want Cam Ward, but I, I can see the fit of all of them. I just don't want a Clemson player to be our quarterback. That's Yeah, so your ranking would be Cam Ward, Dylan Gabriel, and then DJ if the other two it, guys don't show up. Yeah, definitely. I, I DJ would definitely be my last option. I just don't think he's very accurate. I don't I think Ward and Gabriel are both much better. Would you want him over um Rodemaker or Glenn? Uh probably not. I think I would want Tate. But we also have some big quarterback recruits coming in too. I don't think we're going to play a true freshman, but our class is very good next year. So we'll see what what all finishes up. The portal stuff's going to be interesting to follow. If you listen to our preview show at the beginning of the year, I went through about 75,000 names of people that had entered the portal and switched schools. So it looks like we are well on track for that again. Uh, so let's move to the college football invitational. So we got some odds out the four teams. Uh, number one was Michigan in the rankings. Uh, they are plus 175 to win the championship. Alabama is second at plus 210. Texas is third plus 260. And Washington is fourth at plus 800. And I still don't understand the disrespect of this team. Like, I don't get it. I truly don't get it. Uh, before we get into that, I'm just going to go through the line. So right now, the tentative line, Alabama, Michigan. Michigan is a one-and-a-half-point favorite in the Rose Bowl, and Texas is a four-and-a-half-point favorite against Washington in the Sugar Bowl. Uh, last year, Ike was on the show last week. Uh, last year, I told Ike to bet everything he owned. This game happened last year. This was the Alamo Bowl, if I remember right. I don't remember exactly. I think it was the Alamo Bowl. Texas played Washington, and Texas was a favorite last year. It made no sense. Again, this makes no sense. I have no idea why they are favored against Washington. Uh, it makes no sense to me. I truly don't get it. 
Uh, so again, this is to me, bet as much as you're willing to bet on Washington to win this game straight up. You're going to make a lot of money. They will win this game. What are your thoughts on these lines and the uh, the outright odds for the championship here? I'm. Um, I mean, I. I mean to to echo what you just said. Very very surprised that Washington is plus eight hundred. I love those odds. Um, yeah, I'm all about throwing a couple hundred on that and rolling the dice because that's a huge payoff. And I think Washington is the best team in the in the CFP right now. Um, yeah. Yeah, I mean, look at their season. Like, we talked at the beginning of the season. If if a team goes undefeated in the Pac-12, they should be the number one ranked team. They did it. They beat Oregon twice, and they're still number They're still, or I guess they are number two, but it, it's still a disrespectful to me. They should have been the number one team, and which would have then put them in the Rose Bowl, which would have been more beneficial to their fans instead of having to go to New Orleans. So there's a lot of bullshit that comes with that. But again, this is our invitational we're dealing with, and it's a bunch of bullshit. So yeah. if you were if you were betting right now, you're taking Washington for the the playoff. What about the games? What do you feel about Michigan being a one and a half point favorite? I think it makes sense. Um, Bama has gotten increasingly better as the seasons progressed. Michigan's not as battle tested as Bama is, or frankly, any of the other teams that are in this. Um, in my opinion, I think Texas, Washington, and Bama have all had tougher schedules. So I think it makes sense for them to keep Michigan where they're at. That said, I like Bama in this game. We'll talk about it more, you know, when we get closer to time, but I, I would, in you know, I th- I don't know if you saw the video, the video of uh, Michigan's team when they saw that they got Bama yeah, as a draw. I saw that. Nobody was happy. I mean, I don't know if some of those guys, hopefully they're just general college football fans and understand how much Florida state got screwed out of being in the CFP in the first place. But uh, I mean, next to Washington, I would not want Bama right now. If I were them, I would have wanted Texas. Um, so yeah. I right as of right now, I would take Bama over Michigan in this game. Yeah, and that's one of the things that I think Texas is is in for. Also, is Washington's going to be inside. Like uh, that's not a team I want to play on turf inside. Like yeah. and then and then the national championship. It is grass, but it is inside in Houston also. Right, but it, they do have a grass field, not turf. Yeah, so, uh, I mean, with the way these are set up right now, I've got Bama and Washington in the national championship. I think early right now, and this is early, I think I like Michigan and Washington, but I, I, Saban's going to have a lot of time to prepare. So yeah. that's that's a big factor. Um, I don't know. I mean, obviously, we're going to talk about it in a few weeks when we get closer to it, but just tentatively, I think I would go Michigan-Washington. Um, but next week part of our show is going to be recapping the the preview episode that we did. So we're going to be bringing up our top four that we had at the beginning of the year and some, some of the conference championship predictions and stuff like that. Uh, so a quick run-through of the New Year's Six. And this one's going to be kind of crazy because Ohio State's not going to have their quarterback. But uh, number seven, Ohio State, is a one-and-a-half-point favorite against Missouri in the Cotton Bowl. Number is that, 10. Is that one-and-a-half before McCord? No, that was current. That was current. Okay. Yep. Um, number 10, Penn State is a four and a half point favorite versus Ole Miss in the Peach Bowl, which I'm surprised <laughs> by that. Yeah. I was, uh, wait, I was waiting on you to <laughs> Yeah. Florida State, uh, Georgia. Georgia's a 14 point favorite in the Orange Bowl. I'm gonna be shocked if anyone plays in this game for either team. 
So I, I don't, I don't know. That game's, uh, it kind of is irrelevant. I mean, it truly is irrelevant, but both teams probably should have been in the playoff. I get Georgia lost at the end. We definitely should have been in, but we didn't get the invite and the invitational. Um, number eight, Oregon is a 15 and a half point favorite against Liberty in the Fiesta Bowl. To me, Bo Nix has already said he's playing. Like, I don't, I think Oregon just absolutely waxes this team. Yeah. So, this, yeah. I, it, yeah. I would be putting a lot of money on Oregon enough. right now. Yeah. Yes. I don't think so either. Um, so we have got to this week's picks. Here we are. We've got one game. Army Navy five and six army is a two and a half point favorite at five or versus five and six Navy. It's 3 PM on CBS live from Gillette stadium in Foxborough, Massachusetts. We have a stellar over under of 27 and a half. Reese, what, uh, what do you got for army Navy under, <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I'm going to take Navy here. These games have been pretty close the past few years, but this is Brian Newberry's first shot at army. So I think he's going to have a little bit of a fresh approach. I like Navy's rushing defense. So I'm going to take Navy in this one. Only one of these teams lost to UMass this year. And that was army. So I'm taking Navy also. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, I'm on Navy. So it looks like we are both going to be either zero and one or one and zero for the week. Cause we are both on Navy. Um, that is going to wrap up our show. So hang on. on. Uh oh. <laughs> <laughs> the double lock for the, the double lock. The <laughs> uh, so that wraps it up. Uh, I know it was a quick one. Not a lot of news. We'll probably get a few more guys in the portal next week. I uh, let's see. Seven days from now. Actually, that might be the. I think the twelfth might be the day they can sign. I don't remember if that's correct or not. So we might have some signings. I don't know. Um, but regardless, we're going to update everything. We're going to go over our season previews. And then uh, I believe we're actually going to have some bowl games. I think the bowls start the following Saturday. So if we're on on Tuesday, we'll be picking the bowls from that Saturday, Sunday, and Monday. If there are some before our next show on Tuesday. Are you looking up the uh, date they can sign? We will wait for that real quick. We we gave you a nice history lesson on the Golf South League and the spirit of Carolina's league. and. Erskine, uh, Minutemen, or Flame Riders, or I don't remember what they were. Fleetmen, I they were Fleet, Flying Fleet, <laughs> Flying Fleet. Uh, shorter the Albert, the Jesus Hawk. We did discuss him. I'm gonna get a shirt, and I'm gonna wear it next week. I'm gonna get an Albert the Jesus Hawk shirt just for this show. Do All I can have- find right now is it says that the the FBS transfer window begins December 4th and ends January 2nd. Well, maybe they can sign now. So maybe they can sign now. That's my understanding. Although some players announced their intentions to transfer prior to Monday, they could not officially enter the portal until it opens. So it is officially open as of yesterday. So I'm from my from what I'm reading yeah. here, they can sign. It does appear so because what I saw says this year's college football transfer portal started Monday, December fourth, and goes until Tuesday, January second. So it does so, look so like there you we've go. Got, so we, we've got a we window. Hopefully, have some guys that have signed by the time we jump online next week. Perfect. Well, that is it uh, for Reese. I am Jacob. We will see you guys next week with uh, another history lesson of some sort of bullshit college football conference. So we will see everyone. Have a good time. (laughs) Cheers, guys.